I'm not waiting. Hey everybody, this is Movie of the Year. My name's Audrey. I'm Lindsay. And we are here to... Talk about movies. Uh, uh, oh, no, no. You go. Our favorite movie? Now you do one. Um, specifically, we're in the year 1988. <laughs> What we're gonna do is, uh, Robert Oswald, we're gonna use IMDb's 100 most popular movies from the year 1988. And we're gonna answer questions. We're gonna say what our favorite movie was. Our most influential, that's what I was trying to do earlier. What we think the best song was used in a movie in 1988. One that we think we should have seen, but we didn't. All kinds of categories. All kinds of really fun categories. And we're going to answer them, and we want you to answer them, and come post them on your Facebook page, and then we're probably going to go off on some tangents. Yeah, probably. And then, at the very end, we're going to tell you a movie-related story about our lives from a movie from 1988. But first, we want to give you some context. We want to take you back to the year 1988, and we want to give you just some little bits of trivia. So we're going to start with some uh, context, some historical events, and then Lindsay is going to tell you about some movies set in the year 1988. Isn't that I right? Will. I will do that. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. So in 1988, Phantom of the Opera opens on Broadway. Really? That was a big flipping deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Last Emperor won nine Oscars. Is that right? That's right. Sonny Bono became mayor of Palm Springs. Is that so now? That is. So many Golden Girls jokes. Oh. <sighs> And most importantly, Mystery Science Theater 3000 debuted on KTMA this year. Wow. So it is 30 years old. We were six in 1988. I remember a lot from 1988. How about you? No. For me, that I think that was the year everything really started to come into focus. My memory does not go back very far. I wish it did, but it just doesn't. I remember seeing some of the movies on our list at the theater. Now, just starting to sound like bragging. I, oh really? You have a bad memory? I saw one in the theater. I remember it exactly. Well, yeah. I'm a jerk. You're not a jerk. Like I said, it's like a steel trap. I know. Mine is like a mushy trap. <laughs> spaghetti trap. Made of spaghetti. Mm, spaghetti trap. <laughs> oh, oh. So the movies, I almost forgot. Because <laughs> of the trap. Yeah. The movies, uh, some of the movies set in the year 1988 are, don't cry, but Cool Runnings. Uh, I didn't know okay, how to read. that's enough. You had your fill. Donnie Darko. It's a good one, right? Guardians of the Galaxy, the beginning. I didn't know that. He, I mean, I didn't realize it. And Bill and Ted's Excellent, Excellent Adventure, apparently. But it wasn't made in 1988. No, it was like the 90s. Like, 91, I think. How interesting. Because I would have, I was going to say, I, I feel like I would have seen that on the list. I think so, too. Maybe we're, maybe using IMDb's Top 100 is failing us somehow. I don't think so. I think that would have been pretty high on the list. <laughs> I would like to think so. I really do. Although, I must say, I'm a bogus journey girl. And you? Uh, I don't really have a preference. <laughs> I have a really weird confession about Bogus Journey. Tell me. I had a huge crush on the Reaper. 
Oh, you're so weird. I know. And I even knew that was weird at the time. I remember on the like, Reaper? Yes. You're so weird. So weird. <laughs> I don't even understand that. I don't, I you don't understand really that. deep seated issues. I don't know. Maybe, here's, I'd like to try to redeem it. Maybe it wasn't a crush. I just really enjoy a good fish out of water. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just thought he was really funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's gotta be it. Right? That's it. That's it. One week later. So, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we get started? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, I'll go first. Okay, yes, please. So... My favorite movie of 1988 is Big. Yeah. I love Big. It. So much. Flames. (laughs) It makes my heart so happy. I just, I love Tom Hanks. Um, I love the magic of Big. And I want to start a band called Blue Tuxedo and the Baby Corn. That's because that's my favorite part. <laughs> you love that part. He's the elevator in the blue tuxedo to the party. And he's eating the baby corn. Like it's, it's actual corn. Like it's, it's real, real corn. corn. And he's, it's, he's just so precious. I just love it. It's a really good movie. Thank you. I didn't make it, but thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> good job, Penny Marshall. Thanks. And, and... The space goes down, down, baby, down, down. The mother sweet, sweet, baby, sweet, sweet. Don't let me go. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa pop. Shimmy, shimmy, rock. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa pop. Shimmy, shimmy, rock. I'm a girlfriend. She's a biscuit. Ice cream soda, put vanilla on the top. Ooh, Johnny Rock. Walking down the street. Ten times. I said it. I met it. I saw my mama's credit. I'm cool. I'm hot. Suck you in the stomach three more times. That's amazing. And I have been with you this whole time, and I know you didn't go look at that and memorize that. No, you no, just no. know it. <laughs> Everybody can you. applaud right now, wherever you are. All right. What's your number one favorite? I'm still in awe of that. My favorite thing about you as a human is that people mistake you because you don't, you don't, in large crowds, speak often. Mm-hmm. And if now they're going to know that you do stuff like that. <laughs> It makes me really happy. I'm glad you're happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> All right, I'll go, but I just, I don't want to let that moment go. <laughs> My favorite was Coming to America. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's so funny. So good. Eddie Murphy. So many different ways. Arsenio Hall, the top of his game. At the top of his game. I'm trying to slow my words. Shortly before the decline. No! <laughs> just kidding. Shut your mouth. I'm just kidding. That was a joke. You shut it! We love you, Arsenio. Ooh, 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 ooh. Forever. Right. Anything else you'd like to say about coming to America? I'm trying to be more well-spoken on the podcast because I feel like I just go, Hey, I love it so much. It changed my life a lot. You're very well-spoken. I'm trying to be more well-spoken. <laughs> or man-like, apparently. Okay, what was your prestige pick for 1988? Well, I felt like it should have been Working Girl, but it Scrooged. I didn't like Working Girl, and I think that I should have. Is it no, wait. the boobs? Never mind. 
That's bomb part of the vanities. Whoopsie daisies. Samsonite, you were way, way off. off. <laughs> At least I caught it. In well, time. we were talking. We were talking about some movie the other day, and you thought I was talking about yeah. Big Trouble. That happens a lot. Yeah. I don't even know. I do. I do that. Too. I do. I get a mix up. Okay, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. That's okay. That was a good, relevant podcast, relevant interruption. So why didn't I? I do want to know why you didn't like Working Girl though. I did. I was thinking of oh, Bonfire and the okay. You just said that. <laughs> Why didn't you like Working Girl? Just tell have me. I mentioned it's midnight. So you thought you should pick Working Girl. Thought it should have been Working Girl. My pickles. But it was Scrooged. Scrooged. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I enjoy Scrooged. That movie, it's aging very well. It really does. It is so... Especially um, the beginning... Like, the, all the mayhem, and it's just so funny. Acid rain. <laughs> well, and I feel like I, I'm starting to learn that my gauge for excellence in movies is is when they really pull things off. Yeah. Because just the very few things that you and I have done, we've learned so much about how hard it is to pull every factor together. And Scrooge is another one of those tone-perfect movies. Mm -hmm. You have the perfect lead in Bill Murray, but with Bill Murray, I feel like it would be really easy for the movie to become so ironic, but you you still really feel. Right. really feel. And I mean, Alfre Woodard, you put her in anything, I'm there. Karen Allen? Ka uh, yes, yes. Yep. Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I'm there for that. <laughs> Mary Lou Retton, <laughs> Solid Gold Dancers. Uh, isn't his brother in that one? Or is yes, he? Yes. He is? Okay. One of the many Murray brothers. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> you know, the one that's always in everything. <laughs> Not Phil, the other one. The other one. Yeah. I'll think of it later. <laughs> Brian Doyle. Oh, you know who else is in Scrooge? Who? This blows everybody's mind. Wait, I know. You do know. It is... I'm going to get this wrong. No, you're not. I believe in you. You've got the twinkle in your eye. You it know it. It is. Are you talking about Carol King? No. But yes, she is in it. And she's amazing. Miles Davis is in it. He is? He is. Miles Davis has this tiny little cameo as a street musician. Okay, do you know what I almost did? What did you almost do? I almost somehow, to use the word that you use. Use it. Yes. Con... Inflated. Good. Good. Conflated. <laughs> yes, my pet. <laughs> yeah. I almost conflated, which they're completely different movies, but Scrooge and Batman. Because when you said... No, they're not completely different movies because they're both very elfman -y. Well, but they are. So, but <laughs> I was thinking about... Especially Batman Returns. It's real Christmassy. I'm sorry. I will let you know. No, it's now. okay. I was thinking about Paul Rubens and... The woman being in Batman, I got confused. Yep. And now I just ruined that trivia for whatever, 1990. Oh, it's totally 1889. I do love, I, I do love telling people that, though. I, it about blows one, their mind. About once a year, I post that like, picture. Did you guys know that Penguin's that parents, Penguin's parents are Pee-wee and Simone? Yep. It's a really nice little surprise. Freaking awesome. And I love, did you see that she came, oh, well, we shouldn't, that's a movie we shouldn't talk about. No, we shouldn't. Because you're wrong about it. But, so maybe we should move on Wait a to minute, wrong about what? Pee-wee's Holiday? Oh, I loved Pee-wee's Holiday. You did, thank God. Why yeah. did I think you hated it? It must have been someone else. Yeah, you're right. 
Anyway. Moving along. My, did I do mine? No. Okay. My most, nope. Back up. We are my sharp tonight. prestige pick is Beetlejuice. Good one. Yeah, tomorrow. Michael Elfman. Keaton at his finest. One of his finest. His finest comedically. Truly. And Catherine O'Hara yeah. is my one of my comedy heroes. It's it's a good movie. And wow, I I'm know. really tired. I'm sorry, everybody. That's okay. I'm failing you. You don't have to say anything. It was, was my pick. It was yeah. It's a really good choice. Thank you. It's a very artistic film. It really is. It really is. It could and it could have been really bad. It really could have. That movie had the odds stacked against it. Yeah. And Gina Davis. And a young Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Roggle-oggle-oggle Orson noise. All right. <laughs> All right. What was your most influential movie of 1988? Hands down, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Really? Well, no, that doesn't surprise me. Another Frank Oz Frank classic. Oz. Yeah. yeah. It's a good one. And I enjoy a good caper film, and I enjoy films in beautiful locations, and... Glenn Headley, May She Rest, very newly. Yes. And you can't go wrong with Steve Martin. Mm -mm. Hardly ever. And and it's it's just great. Yeah. And and just like you and I were talking about earlier today, I love a shenanigan on a train. And I'm I'm sure the mute like as in all Frank Oz films, the this music is just so like upbeat and fun. Yes. It's it's a good movie. That is how I knew that I had truly been accepted into my husband's family. Because I, like, casually dropped one time about how much I'd been looking for. It's it's a Miles Goodman score. Uh-huh. And how much I'd been looking for it and couldn't find it anywhere. And my brother-in-law, like, brought me the score. Oh. And gave it to me. And it was so, it was, like, a really special, special moment. It's really cool. It was cool. Are you going to cry? Mm, I'm too tired. Okay. Mine is, uh, who, framed Ro- who Framed Roger Rabbit? Very good. One choice. of my favorite directors. Ever, and another really good film. It's good. I liked it. It had best cars. <laughs> That's not how you sound. It's it's just a really fun movie. I really love it. I could watch it over and over. I think you should. I do. Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. So good. What do you think Bob Hoskins' greatest role ever was? That's a really good question. What do you think? I would say I feel like I should say Smee from Hook, but I want to say his role from um, Mermaids. I forgot it. Oh yeah, see, he's an excellent actor. That's such a beautiful little role. He makes such good choices. Yeah, I feel like he just stood for good men on film. Mm -hmm. He just is so innately good. He really is. You're right. That was really deep. No. It went deeper than I thought it was going to. I surprised myself. (laughs) Your favorite song or songs of 1988? I think because I'm tired, I I, um, got it down to one. Okay. It was, um, and it wasn't for the film, but I believe truly that it was not just the best usage of a song on film in 1988, but one of the greatest usages of all time. Um, I know what you're going to say. 
Well, you, what am I going to say? You're going to say, um, oh, shoot, what's it called? The one from Beetlejuice? Yeah, it's called Banana Boat by Harry Belafonte. Thank you. Perfection. It was really good. Perfection. <laughs> Catherine freaking O'Hara. I know. <sighs> Legend. I, I fantasize often about moving to like the area where the SCTV people used to live. Because mm-hmm. there's like this one house where a lot of them lived together and even the people that didn't live there would like hang out. Mm-hmm. And I just envision like the protection of Canada and how it must feel so insular. And like, I just really want to like go there and have like a year. Like I would love to go like to a different place for all these movies, like Nelson, British Columbia for Roxanne for like a week and then mm-hmm. do like an SC TV week and just have adventures. And I love that. Like some of those people are still working together yeah. still. And some of them on a regular basis, the greatest, like yeah. Martin Short. And, yeah. I mean, not well. Yeah, he was SCTV, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Sweep, sweep, that whole thing. <laughs> All right. Di- digression. Oh, my song. Was a, I I had a hard time. I, I understand. I chose three. I, I could probably do without one of them, but so I really, really love. It's called "If We Hold On Together." By Diana Ross from The Land Before Time. Oh, if we hold on. Yes. Oh. oh. Such a good song. It's it is sweet. Really and then uh, Why Should I Worry by Billy Joel. From oh, good one. Uh, Oliver and Company. Good one. I love that song when I was a kid. On so repeat. Good. Yep. You had good taste even as a child. And I was going to say Wind Beneath My Wings, but whatever. Hey, no, no. Whatever. You commit. Whatever, Bette Midler. <laughs> Your millions of amazing. gold records and Broadway stardom and comedic <laughs> talent. And Your gorgeous hair. Your Tony. Philanthropic habits. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Um, uh, five. Your worst, worst film. Worst film of 1988. Yep. I bet we have the same one. I don't know. Do you want to say it at the same time? That's a lot. Sure, ready? One. Two, three, child's Mac and play. <laughs> we can never seem to get that right. <laughs> you, yours was correct. I think I only put Mac and me because of that Paul Rudd shtick that every time he goes on Conan, he gets to play a clip. <laughs> that is hilarious. Mac and, uh, Mac and me is a truly terrible movie, but I have a special place because yeah. we like watch it every time we go to my aunt Michael's house and. It must have been so great to grow up with family so close. It was. You're from such a big family. It was really, it was really good. I had a good childhood. I'm happy for you. Thanks, man. I had a good one, too. Good. I'm glad. Thanks. (laughs) Just in case our parents were wondering. (laughs) (laughs) If you're wondering if we were happy, we were. Good job. Don't worry, they're not listening. (laughs) Yeah, Child's Play, I think, it was, like, atrocious. It's disgusting. As as I'm getting older, like, I'm starting to relate to, like, when my parents would become angry if they found me watching certain things. I don't even have kids yet, but I'm starting to feel that feeling just about certain movies existing. I'm like, that's filth. It ha- should never been made. Have I told you that story? Which story? About Child's Play? No. My brother went over to play at the neighborhood boy's house about two streets down, and he was probably, like... Maybe. Well, let's see, 88. Very young. Well, no, it wouldn't have been in, in 88. It would have been later. 
I think he was probably like seven or eight years old. So he went over to play at the little boy's house, a couple of doors down, and <clears throat> he came back and he was like, Mom, we watched a movie. It was about this puppet who killed everybody. And my mom marched over to, <laughs> to the neighbor's house and had it. I mean, she let her have it. Like, she reamed her, ripped her new. <laughs> I, I'm not surprised. Your mother was like the guardian of our subconscious. Remember when she caught us watching Eye for an Eye at your grandma's? She was like, <gasps> that was a dark How day dare you. for all of us. <laughs> but you know what? She was totally right. She was right. We should not have, we been, should not watching have been watching that. that. We were like freshmen in high school. And it was a, it was horrible subject matter. We should not have watched. I was scared of... James Hetfield from Metallica mm -hmm. for a few years after that because I got Kiefer Sutherland's character. <laughs> so Shocking. I, lots of confusion. Shocking. This is going to turn into a podcast about two women who didn't know they, they were going senile. It's called They Were Confused. <laughs> <laughs> Conflated, the musical. Conflated. Okay. Um, your uh, best poster? Scrooged. I put Oliver and Company. Scrooge is a good one, though. It's so it's iconic. Really, it's really like funny. Young, handsome Bill Murray <laughs> at his finest. Um, honorable mention. Honorable mention. You go. Um, Funny Farm. That's a good one. It's very, very funny, and it's Funny Farm is one of those movies that it surprised me that it was made in 1988 because mm -hmm. it feels a little bit older. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's so, you know, that word pure right now is going around, mm -hmm. but it's, it's so pure and it's such a, it reminds me of truly old movies because it's so vignette based and just the setting, the very nature of them being away on a farm is so, uh, just calming even to watch, even though a bunch of stuff is going wrong. Like that movie does not stress me out. I talk a lot about movies that are upsetting, but and that doesn't not even a little bit. Who's do you remember the female lead in that movie? Um, I can't remember. She was the woman in All of Me. She was Steve Martin's original girlfriend in All of Me. Madeline something. Okay, so not like up. a really recognizable. No, but she is really funny in that movie. Okay. Um, while you're looking at it, mine was Die Hard. Good one. It is one of my favorite, all-time favorite movies. It has some of the best one-liners in film history, and I watch it every Christmas. Wow. So I had to stick it in there. That is a good, okay. What I'm getting on YouTube is a lot of covers of John Legend's All of Me. I think you, you need to stop looking on the wrong resources. Funny, <laughs> let me just Google Funny Farm. <laughs> Go to ye old trusted IMDb, <laughs> Madeline Smith. Okay. There it is. <clears throat> I've never heard of her. You know, Madeline Smith. Madeline Smith. Let me see what else she was in really quickly. Okay. Urban Cowboy, 2010, The Super, The Plot to Kill. Cheers. <laughs> She's so funny. I'm surprised she doesn't have more. more. Hmm. How interesting. Maybe she decided to become a... I don't know. Something. Scientist. <laughs> you were going to say mom and you felt weird about it, didn't I did. you? I did. I really did. Don't feel weird about it. There's nothing wrong with not doing something forever. Okay. Uh, what, what's, what's next? Confession? Yeah. Okay, what's your confession? I have never seen A Fish Called Wanda. 
Really? Mm-hmm. I have, but it's been a really long time. I hear it's amazing. People quote it a lot. Jake quotes it a lot. Of course he does. Jamie Lee Curtis. John Cleese. Yeah, lots of the yeah. Monty Python guys, right? Or at least more than one. I don't know. I think more than one. Um, good choice. Thank you. Mine is Dangerous Liaisons, because I always hear about that movie. Me too! And how good it is, but I've never seen it. And that's what Cruel Intentions is based on. Right, wow. I did remember that. Is Dangerous Liaisons, is that the one with Annette Benning? I think No, it's Michelle Pfeiffer. Shelly Pfeiffer. <laughs> yes. Her. Oh, Michelle Pfeiffer of Grease 2? Yes. Okay. Of Grease 2. Now fame. I know who you're talking about. In case, it, in case it wasn't clear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it now? Okay. It, uh, she was in Wolf, right? Yeah, and Lady Hawk. Okay, okay. You got it? Yeah. I'm, okay. Now I got it. Okay. Got it. Got it. All right. Jerks. <laughs> uh, your most traumatic film? Easy. I guarantee you we have the same one. Land before time. Yeah. Yeah. Friggin' Don Bluth. Again. He's he he needs to be stopped. Stop killing animals, Don Bluth. Or putting so them in danger. Sad. It's the worst thing. I still cry. Me too. Still to this day. Ugh. And it's like a pain I wish I wouldn't have known. Mm-hmm. Because as you get older you know that pain. Mm-hmm. And part of me is like, I get that. Like, you know, Bambi, I, I, I get that it's important to help children, like, cope with that and this, that, and the other, but I wish I could go back and take that experience away. But why is that the job of the filmmaker? I don't think it is. I just, I mean, it is. It just depends on the filmmaker, I guess. And Don Bluth obviously Every Disney wants movie. It. Maybe that would be such an interesting interview to like find out. He must have experienced significant loss in his childhood. I would just say, why Don Bluth? Why? I it feel would like be a he terrible would, interview. He would know what you meant, though. He'd be like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry I killed Littlefoot's mom. Ugh. It's so sad. It is. Now I'm thinking about that Diana Ross song. And, and I did not know that Diana Ross sang it. She does. Oh, you're going to cry. And we're crying. You're having your horse moment. And we're crying. Let's go on to more most stressful. Okay. It's <laughs> even better. What was your most stressful movie of 1988? Beaches. Yeah, good one. It's dumb. It's not dumb. I know. But it's, it's hard. Really hard to watch. It's really, really hard. Why, Barbara? Why? I mean, I guess because, you like, can't help like having a congenital heart defect. You can. I'm. You just that's something unimaginable. I think. I'm not even gonna say it. No, don't nope, go there. I'm not gonna say it because I don't want to die. I know you're gonna die if either of us dies. <gasps> How dare you? How dare you? No, we're going together, notebook style. We've already right, discussed right, this. Right, 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 right. Notebooking up when we're hundred. Yep. yep. Most stressful for you, Willow. I was real worried about that, baby. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me in the least. Real worried. I've kind of forgotten about that movie. And the old lady witch. And Val Kilmer's teeth. I was, no, hey, shh, shh, shh. he's a very shh, handsome shh, fellow shh, in that movie. <laughs> shh, 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 because that is a fantastic movie with a handsome young Val Kilmer. Okay. Don't so. you patronize me. <laughs> If you say so. You don't think he's handsome in that movie? I don't care for it. 
I get why you don't care for it. It hasn't, like, aged super well. And it's very... <laughs> I wish people could have seen your face. Really? 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 I didn't know that. I... It's obvious that they wanted to make The Hobbit and didn't have the yeah. rights. But... You're like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but there's an actress in that movie... Wait a minute. I always get that and Legend and Labyrinth confused. I understand. Good times for fantasy in the 80s. Yeah. Good times, great oldies. <laughs> Indianapolis joke. Yeah, we should stop talking about Willow. Yeah, let's... Or we should full-on fight about it. We just gotta commit in either direction. Uh, I think stop. Okay. I don't have enough, like, no energy. ammo. <laughs> well, I think it's good, just for the record. <laughs> okay. What was your guilty pleasure? I had added two for on this one. Okay. High Spirits. Mm-hmm. Do you remember High Spirits? Vaguely. It is so flipping good. It is Peter O'Toole mm-hmm. owns a haunted castle in Ireland. <gasps> I need to watch that. Well, actually, he doesn't, he thinks it's not haunted and he's about to lose it. He's going to mm-hmm. lose the mortgage and there's this whole staff of people that live there and so they can, they can try the plot to have, like, American tourists come and stay at their haunted hotel. Mm-hmm. So it's so much fun. So they're pretending to haunt it, and, all, and then all these old ghosts come and actually haunt oh, it. Oh, I really need to see it. It's got the goop. It's got Daryl Hannah. It's got Barbara married to Al Pacino. Mandrell. Mm-mm. Barbara. Nope. Christmas Vacation. Sparky. <laughs> Her? Yeah, it's got the her. mom. Yeah, it's oh, not Barbara. No, <laughs> do you know her name? Uh, no, going senile. I podcast. can't think of it. <laughs> um, it has a very young Liam Neeson. Really? Yeah, it's an all-star cast. <laughs> I know I say that a lot. Love you some all-star cast, but it's really good. It's a good <laughs> ensemble. Oh, Jennifer Tilly. Oh well, Father Tony, what are you doing in the school? <laughs> Was the quick little performance piece. My favorite role of hers is Monsters Inc. <laughs> She's so gifted. She's so funny in that movie. I just saw like a random story about her and how she moved to like Vancouver like a decade ago. Really? Just quit showbiz to go raise her children in this like Aww. beautiful rainforest paradise. That's really cool. Um, my second guilty pleasure was Earth Girls Are Easy. Really? That's so very guilty. Good. So good, though. Yeah. So good. Never seen it. Damon Wayans. <laughs> here we go again. Jim Carrey. All-star cast. You got an all-star cast here. We got Mad TV. <laughs> Damon Wayans, Jim Carrey. And by the way, Damon Wayans helped Jim Carrey get that job. Right? I feel like this might not be right, but I feel like he helped him get the Just job go because for it. they were, worked together. Commit to it. And then, um, hand to heart, Jeff Goldblum. I know you love him. Gina Davis. Gina Davis. Julie Brown. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of other people. Julie Brown. I don't know who that is. She was like a comedic, a very popular comedic actress. She had a, um, kind of a musical parody com- career. I know who you'll know her as. She was a gym coach in Clueless. Oh, I yes. love her. She's amazing. I love her. Okay. My, uh... Guilty pleasure, which isn't a guilty pleasure, but I didn't know where else to put it, is Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Understand. Not a guilty pleasure. I've had to do that a couple times. For the record. Mm-hmm. I know that's cheating. Eh, cheat, meat, we're tired. But <laughs> I'm not tired. 
I'm fine. You look so tired. You have these bags you under your eyes. <laughs> we look worse than I've ever seen. Um, what's the movie you can't believe didn't make your list? Which, in, technically, it makes the list by making this Making category. a list. It's a Matryoshka doll category. Boy, <laughs> bay. Um, I have three. Okay. Die Hard, Big, and I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker. I'm gonna get you sucker. That's a good movie. I hate that movie. I love that movie. <laughs> Tell me what you hate about it. I don't know. I just think it's really dumb. Have you seen a lot of black exploitation movies? A little. Not Maybe a lot. if you'd. I I think like I got the prem like I got the premise. I know it's like a parody, but yeah, that was uh, pompous of me. Have you seen? <laughs> like I get the premise. That was, that was rude, and I apologize. No, it's okay. It's just not my favorite. Um, mine was, oh. Oh, mine was Rain Man. Oh, oh yeah. I really like that movie, but I just didn't have a good spot for it. It's a good movie. It is. Um, what else? Do you have any movie stories? I do. I have been waiting. This is the year. This is, you built it up. It's 1988. And here it comes. So, well, so when I was realize. in the fourth grade. This guy, this kid in my class, was a, he was a real big kid, real light blonde hair. Describe big. Almost bald. You mean like tall? Well, both. He was really tall and really like big, like bulky. Gotcha. And one day, he came running into school and he was really excited because he'd just seen this movie. So he was going up to everybody, asking them if they'd seen it. So everybody he went up to, he was like... Have you seen Bloodsport? <laughs> hey. Hey, have you have you seen Bloodsport? Have you seen Bloodsport? <laughs> have you seen Bloodsport? And it went on and on and on like that forever and ever. Didn't you say he came to school yeah, with his hand with his hand wrapped? Like he was a boxer with both of his hands wrapped. He was really into it. Do you remember hey, if wait. anybody had Oh, do you want to ask me a question before I continue? Yeah. What is it? Have you seen Bloodsport? No. I really have it. <laughs> Neither have I. That's my favorite new thing that you do. Hey. <laughs> Cause I'll, I'll, and I fall for it every single every time. Every single time. So you built it up and it wasn't very entertaining. It was entertaining. <laughs> you fool. You fooling fool. It's hilarious. Alright, what, do you have a story? Yeah. What is it? There's a song from the Beaches soundtrack called Human Kindness. Mm-hmm. And it's about how you should take care of poor people. And when I was, I may have mentioned in podcasts before mm -hmm. that I was in a dance troupe growing up and we used to go to all these competitions, like the kind of competitions that you see on Dance Moms. And I wanted to take a modern solo. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of like the first time I had ever decided to try to compete alone. Mm -hmm. And so my idea for a number was to dress, I put, put old, old age makeup on myself <laughs> And dress in like a tattered. I love it already. <laughs> dress in like a tattered costume, and play like an old homeless lady and dance to the song. And when I got there and I saw all the other performers, like, you know, like doing gymnastic routines, like na, yeah, na, 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 na. and I had to go up there and do this like art piece. <laughs> That is the only time Did it bring I, the house down? It crickets. Really? Oh, absolute crickets. 
It did not go well. I did not. Well, everybody wins a prize at those things, but I did not place well. And how does that song go? I remember, sort of. Uh, it's a very simple melody. Oh, I forget. Eh, I'll think of it later. You can just look it up. I really like that story. <laughs> That's a very you story. I know, right? But I love that about you. I got a big idea. <laughs> you, you. Let's like, bring awareness to you homelessness. Put it, you put it all on the line. You do not give a rip. You and put I, it all on the line. I wore a blossom hat for some reason. Of course you did. You know, because that goes with the theme of elderly homeless people. <laughs> your pen and pencil. I gave you a breeze on my own. <laughs> My brother's an addict. <laughs> um, he drives an ambulance, though. It's cool. It's fine. Unlimited drugs. So, <laughs> do you have a, a piece of trivia from your favorite film? <laughs> I do. What is it? Let me unlock my phone so I can get to it. Hurry! It's from the film Coming to America. And it, I am a pedantic jerk, so I like to think I know everything about movies, and I found something I didn't know about Coming to America. Well, this isn't really about Coming Actually, to America now that I, I think about it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot that I knew it. Um, Arsenio Hall uh-huh. voiced the character Winston Zedmore on The Real Ghostbusters, a role originally written for Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I don't know why in coming to America. Because they're in the movie together. Oh, okay. Yep, it's relevant. I get it. <laughs> I kept I waiting no for idea. the connection. Oh, my cat's claws so, stuck in the shade. Oh, no. It's okay, boo-boo. Panic. Panic. It's okay, sweetheart. Oh. So the, the role in the actual Ghostbusters movie was written for Eddie Murphy? I am not sure. Or the cartoon. I don't entirely know. Okay. Okay. Well, while you were doing that, <laughs> for a <phone>. my <laughs> my piece of trivia is that Penny Marshall became the first female director to gross over a hundred million dollars at the box office. Hooray for Penny Marshall! Big fat hooray. paving the way. She's really good at what she does too. <laughs> I like that you gave her this huge praise and then did a really mean impression. <laughs> no, it's like a, it's an homage. Have you read her book? I think it's called My Mother Was Crazy. I have it. I have not read it yet. It's really, really, really good. She has this great anecdote about one night when robbers broke into her house. Oh my gosh. I believe she like made them a snack. I'm sure that she did. <laughs> okay, well... Is that it? I think that's it. Unless okay. you want to have like a side conversation about female directors or... Do you? I... Any, uh... No, I better not go there. You go there. Do you have something you need to say? This yeah. is a safe space. Well, I feel like this is already like so quickly because this is the summer of Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And it's been so amazing, and I really, I've been to see that movie twice. I was going to take you this week, and then we got really busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least we got to see two movies. Right. We saw Baby Driver. Baby Driver. And House. And the, ha- the House. Which hilar- was a hilarious delight. It was. Unexpected. And so with the Wonder Woman thing, you know, sometimes people will pop up 
and say like, it's so great that a woman directed something that made X amount of money, or it's so great that we finally have a female action hero or whatever. And it does irritate me mm -hmm. because it's like, we have to stop acting like, like I mean, it's like, oh, like yeah, it's amazing. It's like, I get it. It's fair. It's right. fair because yes, yes, please, more of that. But it should be the it should be the norm. But I want us to like this is why I used to run this super nerdy blog like ten years ago called Best Action Heroines, mm -hmm. and it's so what's so great about it is that it's so crazy out of date now because there's so much more there, there's so many more of those things. But like when I think about like Penny Marshall doing that mm -hmm. and. Gina Davis and Sigourney Weaver and like we just have this huge history and Penelope Spheris for crying out loud. I mean, we have so many. Like, I remember I didn't much care for the Sex and the City movies, but they did huge numbers. Oh yeah. And I remember the conversation back then being like, Oh, women can open a movie. And it's like we have to stop having that freaking conversation. Yeah. And I know that at the same time, we we do have to have it because as long as it's a novelty, that's a shame because it means, you know, it's just weird. I know that it's out of balance and I don't want to, like, get political on the show or anything, but I just did, like... No, no, I get it, though. I have mixed feelings. Especially as a woman who wants to be a director. Right. Like, I've directed actors in other situations and I've directed voice actors and I've directed puppeteers and this, that, and the other. And you and I have co-directed some short shorts and stuff like that, but it's like... I don't know. I don't really know why I started talking about it. You want the... You don't want it to be, like, a shock that yeah. a woman can do something. You don't I, want it yes. to be, you know... It, it just wow. needs to be part of the... It should already be part of the zeitgeist. Like, yes. not... Already part of the zeitgeist. It shouldn't be... It shouldn't be trivia, Quite frankly. And so, like, somebody posted, uh, my friend Susie posted something about, oh, it's so great. It was like a joke. Mm -hmm. It's so great we finally have a strong woman superhero character. And then it was, like, Wonder Woman, and then underneath her was a picture of Buffy going, huh? Like, mm -hmm. and it's kind of like, um, and then a friend of mine commented underneath that, like, arguments nobody ever has. And it's like, okay, I have directed. I want to direct huge movies. That would be so awesome. Mm -hmm. I'll direct traffic. I don't care. I just want a job. Like, mm -hmm. and so it's kind of like, well, I felt that way whenever I saw Entertainment Tonight being like, and Patty Jenkins. And it's like, yeah, heck yeah, Patty Jenkins. Like, I'm all for it. But every, it is the way that people talk about it. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, can you believe that? Like, a woman did that? Are you kidding and me? And so it's like, even though I didn't speak about it publicly or, or, or anything, because my opinions don't matter at all, like, it was kind of like for somebody to, to say, like, you can't be annoyed by that because it's not even a legitimate argument. It's like, well, not for you because you're not a woman and you don't hope to be a professional major motion picture director like some of us kind of do. <laughs> like, I don't know. First world problems. Yeah, but still valid. Thanks, Nonetheless. Man. Valid feelings. That's going to be the new name of the podcast. Valid feelings. <laughs> Lindsay and Audrey. <laughs> that would be fun. We could have like a call-in show. People could just be like, I feel like this. We'd be like, we validate That's you. That's valid. 
That's valid. I affirm you. You have the right to feel that way. <laughs> but I want to encourage you to do something about it. <laughs> and here's what you can do. Boss, boss, boss around. <sighs> this has been a good one. It was a very good year. It was a very 1988. good year. Thanks for talking with me about movies. Thanks for talking with me. And thank you guys for listening. And if you had a favorite movie or a worst movie or a, a movie story from the year 1988, we really hope that you will share it on our Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>